Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships in midlife. Today, I have a special show for you. We do not have an expert, but we have somebody that I am coaching live on the air. Her name is Christina. She's a 50-year-old busy single mom, and she wants to know how to find love in a rural area with a full-time job. And I know this is going to resonate for a lot of my audience, so you're going to want to listen to this show. And just before I bring Christina on, I just want to say that um, if you have given up on love and you're over 40, please know that love is possible with the right tools and skills, and that is what I love teaching. And it really all begins with you, with you honoring and loving yourself more and becoming the woman of value who attracts in the toe-curling epic love that's possible at any age. Every week I bring you a tip on how to become that woman of value, and this week's tip is step number 21, be vulnerable. And there's a lot of misunderstanding about what vulnerability is. I know for myself, I did not understand that vulnerability was actually a strength and not a weakness. And Brene Brown made it very popular to embrace vulnerability. And the reason vulnerability is so important is that we cannot have an intimate, honest, open relationship with somebody unless we bring our full self, the good, the bad, the ugly, the weak, the the parts of us that are messy, not perfect. And so the more comfortable we get with our own vulnerability, the more comfortable our partner will be in sharing his or her vulnerability with us. And before I bring on Christina, I just wanted to say that Christina is part of my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date. And if you are not a member yet, join us. This is a fabulous group, Christina can attest to that, where you don't feel alone. Christina was just telling me that, that you know we all have, um, people live in all kinds of areas where they don't always have support that's positive. You might have a parent who thinks they're supporting you or a friend who's married and doesn't really understand where you're coming from or somebody who has never done online dating and and has no idea what you're doing and thinks you're crazy to do online dating. Well, this is a group that's going to support you and help you to move forward. So join us at your last first date. And now for my special guest, Christina. She's a 50-year-old single mom. She has a 14-year-old daughter. She works full-time. She lives in a rural area. And she wants to know, how can she meet men? She has tried online dating without any luck. She's been divorced since 2013, and she feels ready to meet somebody to date and have a beautiful relationship with. So join me now for episode number 310, How Can a Busy Single Mom Who Works Full-Time Find Love? Welcome to the show, Christina. Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you for joining me and being brave enough to be coached live on the air. Yes. Um, um, So tell us first, um, I think let's start with a little bit about your background. You were married, 
tell us what that marriage was like, like not, not the whole story, but just sort of the cliff notes of what were some of the red flags, the things that did, did not work for you in the past? Well, I feel I was pretty young, and there was red flags from day one, but I just chose to ignore them. Um, I did not have any support as far as, like, friendships or websites or anything that told me, you know, here, here is a good relationship and those kind of things. I do come from parents who have been married forever, but that didn't help me really in my dating life. Um, and so then, you know, it kind of became, well, we were together five years, so we need to get married kind of thing. And we got married. Um, we were totally different. You know, he was just different than I was. Um, we did not have a lot in common, which caused a lot of problems. He wanted to be doing things that I didn't want to be doing, and I chose to do other things. And, um, you know, there were good times, of course, but overall it it wasn't a good fit. But I was going to make it work because that's just what you do. And, um, you know, unfortunately, like I said, I didn't know what a good relationship could be, hadn't really studied that, just thought it was going to happen. You know, it's going to happen Mm -hmm. whatever you do. So anyway, that's kind of a background on that. Yeah. So a couple of questions. Um, You mentioned that you didn't have a lot in common, and and that can certainly get in the way of a a healthy relationship, but there were probably some other red flags because that's not enough to drive a wedge between people. You can have a healthy relationship and have different interests. But what were some of the needs of yours that weren't met or red flags that, um, that, that popped up that you now see? Um, not really supportive of my career. Didn't really understand my career. Um, always thought he worked harder than I did because I was a professional. Um, you know, it was fine that I went to work, but it would have been better if I would have stayed at home and and, you know, just helped around the family. Um, And then, you know, toward the end of it, he also um, started drinking and I became fearful. Um, He wasn't a nice drinker, so I became fearful. And that's what the final straw was. You know, I I just needed to get out. Mm. Okay, so he was an alcoholic. And Uh, like angry, angry, violent? Mm -hmm. Was he like... No, not uh, not violent, but you know, just just angry. You know how they say there's happy drunks and there's mean drunks mm-hmm. and angry drunks or whatever. And he was just angry, and you know, I could do nothing wrong when he was drinking. Um, excuse me, I could do nothing right when he was drinking. Nothing right. Yeah. So he he was an angry drunk. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is like verbal abuse, and um, it sounds like you yep. didn't get respect, and you weren't really cherished mm-hmm. for who you were. But but tried he tried to make you into something you weren't. Um, One thing that really bothered me, excuse me, yes, one thing that really bothered me is I think back, and this is such a, probably a minor thing, but it really bothered me, like, he liked to cook, and he would never let me dish out how much I wanted. He always had to fill my plate. And Mm. I know that that just, that just seemed, you know, in hindsight, that seems so wrong. But, you know, I don't, you know. Right, so... Um, it's wrong for a number of reasons, and I think what, one of the things that, that really helps is when you start to make sense of the real, like, when you peel back the layers of, okay, filling my plate, what does that, you know, what does that mean? 
what what is what does that represent and what is the what is the need of yours that got stepped on there so you know what what is that for you what what was going on for you when he would say i want to fill your plate i think it was control and he wanted me to not lose weight ever because you know then i don't know what he thought would happen but you know i don't think that was you know what i mean it was always four times the amount that any person needs Oh, wow. So he wanted you to gain like, weight. Probably. And then he was like, well, you didn't eat my home cooking. I made that hard, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yes, controlling behavior, force, um, mm-hmm. really bad stuff. Okay, so these are some of the red flags that you are looking to avoid in the next relationship. Oh, and yes. that's why it's important to not to rehash past relationships but to learn from them and um, and that's true about every date um, so when you start going on dates because I know that's been an issue um, not even being able to find the dates but um, right when you start going on them then you're going to use the same kind of method to really look at each date and say you know are there any red flags right away there are there any red or yellow flags but you start with what you like about a person, but we'll get to that afterwards. So let's say you learn some important things. You know, you need somebody you have things in common with. You need somebody who is not a drink, you know, doesn't drink or have addictions. Um, somebody who's not controlling, but but really cherishes you for who you are, not for who you're not. Not try to make you into something that you're not. Right. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. Yes. Anything else you learn that you learned from this relationship? Hmm. Maybe that to don't waste time when you know when you know it's not right. Don't stay in a relationship for years and years. Mhm. Expecting okay. it to so, get better. Mhm. Yeah. So part of that is knowing what you need from the outset, knowing yourself, loving yourself enough to know what is right and what's not right. That's how you know, should I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, so you've learned some very important things, and that's important. So the one, one other thing I want to talk about, and that's past-related, is which – did your husband seem familiar to you? Did he remind you of somebody else in your life? Hmm, I would say no. He almost reminded me of so someone was, I never knew. What does that mean? Um, not my father, not my brother. Um, mm-hmm. Just more of a risk taker and um, uh, like the party life kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like to be, Like to be around other people, those kind of things. I don't so know what you call that kind things, of person, but oh, I've got an extrovert and um, and a risk taker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that you grew up in a very kind of controlled atmosphere where you weren't allowed to take risks? I don't know if it was controlled, but we just didn't do anything like that. Both of my parents didn't, you know, have family that we did anything with. We pretty much went to church and and kind of. You know, holidays were just us. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I never grew around up around the big family and you know all those 
all those kind of things. So I think that's very attractive to me too, is that someone with an extended family that, um, you know, kind of accepts each other no matter what, unconditionally. You know, of course, not mm-hmm. for terrible things, but, you know, it doesn't matter if you, um, if you, you know, who or what you are, you're loved unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, did he have a large family that was appealing to you? Is that, was that part of the appeal? Yes. Yes, okay. more so than mine, yes. Okay. So often we're looking for things that we think we need and we miss the big red flags that show that even though those things might be present, they're not going to work for you. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. All right. So bring us back to today. So we, we know that's mm-hmm. what you don't want. Um, and what are some of the positive things that you're looking for today besides somebody with a large extended family? Like what are some of the, the values and character traits that are important to you? Hard worker, and but also knows boundaries because I've had to work on myself with that. I, you know, was raised with that. You work till the job's done, no matter what. You sacrifice your family, and you know, just in the last few years, I've come to get a better balance of that. You know, there is time for work mm-hmm. and there's time for home. Um, I know I want that, and just you know, I always say I I'm not as interested in someone as visually stimulating as intellectually stimulating. And by that, I don't mean, you know, you know, you read the New York Times or anything, but just somebody that I can converse with. We can talk about silly things or we can talk about the news, you know, just somebody that's mm-hmm. pretty well-rounded in, in areas that, and, you know, I know one thing that really bothered me is, before is like, I'm a person that if you give me your side, even if I don't agree with it, I'll give you the respect to listen to you. But that wasn't mm-hmm. how my marriage was. It was like, there was his way and that was it. There was no other way. Yeah. So I'd really like someone that even if they didn't agree with me, they still listened to me, valued my opinion. Um, you know, just a friend like that, that, you know, I have friends like that, that they probably don't agree with me, but they're willing to listen to me and to um, acknowledge that my side is valid also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. So respect somebody you can talk to about anything, somebody who knows how to balance work and home, somebody with boundaries mm-hmm. and somebody who works hard, but also understands mm-hmm. the value of family. Yes. Um, all right. So, so bring us to today. Um, how You've divorced since 2013, so five 13. years. Mm-hmm. Right? And yes, um, yes. so tell us what your dating life has been like for the last five years. Well, honestly, when I first went through my divorce, I um, – I don't know what I went through. I don't know what transition you call that, but I just went, you know, guy to guy to guy to guy. I just, I don't know if I was looking for validation or, um, or what it was, you know, and I was, I, I think I was just using them to, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I went through that period and then I did do some serious dating online and then it seems like I wasn't having, I mean, you know, and I get so frustrated because sometimes you know, there'll be men that just want to talk. Well, I don't want to talk. I want to do something, you know. I mean, talking's fine, mm-hmm. but either you need to go, either we need to go out or not, you know. And um, yep. so, and then the ones that I didn't, you know, meet, talk to, whatever, I I just thought, no, I can't do this. And I did have a, um, 
a guy from my hometown, which is about two hours away from here, I dated, went really well, but he moved way too fast. He was older than I was. Um, so it was kind of like, whoa, I can't get back into a marriage right now. You know, I'm just, I, I know myself. I cannot do this. I wasn't at a healthy spot. He was mm-hmm. a great guy. I'm sure it might have worked. Because, you know, there's something about when you grow up around someone, you know their family, they know your family, you know, they know your values, all that stuff. There's something about that that's very appealing, but it was just maybe the right guy at the wrong time. And so I knew I hurt him, but I had to get away from that because I was suffocating. Well, when you, when you say too fast, um, give me an idea what that means. Oh, like we dated and then I would say, let me think about this. Four months into it, he wanted to get me, you know, he's like, oh, will you marry me? Let's go look at rings, those kind of things, you know. And mm-hmm. and I thought it was fun. I liked doing it, but every night I would go home and go, oh, I can't do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm losing my breath here. Yeah, so I just want to just put a little perspective on that, that in a healthy relationship, um, it doesn't move that quickly usually. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and if you need time and you feel like you're suffocating, then it's, again, you, you're looking for somebody with mutual respect, and a person who doesn't respect your need for time is not the right person for you, even if it's the wrong time. He's not the right person because he's not respecting your needs. Okay. Right? Makes sense, So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it doesn't matter... You know, like my, my ex-husband came on strong and within two months he proposed and it was like, whoa, slow down. But I, I didn't know how to slow it down because I didn't have boundaries in those days. And nobody mm-hmm. else was asking me to marry him. So I was just like, right. okay, I'm getting old. I'm gonna, I need to get married, have kids. So it's, it's really about understanding that in a healthy relationship, you build trust slowly. Like it's not, you don't know everything about a person in four months. You haven't seen him go through oh, no. crisis. You don't know what he's like with the ups and downs. And so that's that's a form of, like, love bombing. It's, it's almost like you don't feel seen fully by that person because they're mm-hmm. on this sort of fast train. I mean, did that right. did that come up for you? Like, you didn't really feel like he was seeing you necessarily, but sort of wanted no, to be married No, it could have been anyone, again? I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so, absolutely. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's an important thing to pay attention to in the future, that somebody moves really fast. It's, it's actually a boundary um, that they're crossing. And so part of this is learning how to speak up about your boundaries and about your needs. From right, the I've beginning. never done that. Yeah, that's, that's a big, big key to getting into the healthy relationship you want. So part of this is... is Okay, online dating didn't work out. Before we get into some solution here, I just want to hear a little more. So you dated online for how long? Uh, Probably on and off a year and a half. And I remember my one uh, friend said, you need to go on eHarmony. That's where professionals are. So I did that, and the closest match was in Nebraska. I mean, Mm -hmm. the closest person on there was in Nebraska, so that's like three hours away. You know, so there wasn't anybody even on there. Complaint I hear a lot. Um, I don't usually okay, have mine. Okay. Uh, actually, eHarmony was a sponsor of the show for for a bit, so I'm not going to bash them. But it is true that a lot of people get on and have disappointing results because there aren't a, there's not a big enough pool. Um, right. So okay. So so not every site is going to work. And what and did you try other sites as well? 
match was match was where I think around here I've had the most luck. And then two of my friends have actually married men from match and they, it's worked out mm-hmm. great. So um, that's probably the best, you know, there's plenty of fish around here and that's a free one. And mm-hmm. I, I never met anyone off of there ever. Okay. So match match was a little bit successful, but, mm-hmm. but nothing long-term. No. Okay. And the way so I when you say, got reacquainted with, Oh, excuse me. No, the way I got reacquainted you, with the guy with, sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. Not sorry. the guy that, that you dated from your hometown. Oh mean? yes. From my hometown. Facebook was where we met. I mean, we didn't meet, but we, you know, you know how when you get on Facebook, like I open my Facebook account and then people from your hometown kind of start talking to, you, you know, that. And so you're like, Hey, yeah. you know, and that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. So there've been a few ways that you've met men through Facebook, mm-hmm. through a few dating sites. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And when you say online dating didn't work, just tell me a little bit more about what that meant. Well, the ones around here that I met, again, they just wanted to talk. They didn't really want to go out and date or anything like mm-hmm. that. They just want a friend, I think, or somebody to chat, text with all day, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then people my age usually don't have younger children. So, or, or if they do, you know, they're young, younger. But it's, I think that's just hard in, in itself. And um, I know one of my biggest things is, like, I don't have a lot of freedom usually because I don't have anyone to help me with my daughter. And she cannot be left alone, you know. So that's that's tough. But I have resolved that. I've I've worked on that and found some people that can help me out on that. I've also found someone that can help me with a little housework. So those kind of things have definitely freed me up that I would have never thought of before to make me a better and more willing person to, you know, to be available, those kind of things. Hmm. You're getting your ducks in a row. You're finding I'm creative trying. solutions. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm trying. So what I'm hearing is you you are resourceful. You have, based on what you've shared with me, you have gotten out of a bad marriage. You've, you're beginning to recognize red flags sooner. You mm-hmm. tried online dating a few different ways, and you're now – covering your child care and your housework. So, yes. And, I, and friends yeah, that um, have introduced me to people, friends that have introduced me mm-hmm. to people, it's never, it's never been anyone I'm interested in or, or, you know, it just, it never works out or they don't ask me out or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So here's how to date as a woman of value. And that's my whole thing, as you know, <laughs> um, Mm-hmm. So a woman of value, a woman of value takes control of her love life as she takes control in the other areas of her life, and that means that when you ask for a setup, you are really specific about what you want, and you don't just go out with somebody based on the fact that you're a woman and he's a man, which is how most people okay. set people up. So I'll give mm-hmm. you a real quick primer on how I recommend people ask for a setup, and that is that you find two or three people that you know who are connectors, people who have a wide network of people that they know. Like they love to connect and network, right? Can you think of one or two, three people like that? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you take those three people and you set up a coffee date with them. You say, you know, I want to talk to you about something really important to me. Um, When do you have time to sit down? I'm really excited about this. 
And then you sit down with them and you say, look, I'm really excited about finding love. I'm finally in a good position now. Everything you just told me. And then you say, I know you know a ton of people. And I'm wondering if your husband works out at Planet Fitness and maybe he knows some men who work out at the gym with him. Do you think that, you know, if he has some single guys there that he could maybe introduce me? This is what I'm looking for. So you're really specific. I'm looking for a man. You just give him the character trait that you just gave me. He's a hard worker. He has boundaries. Mm -hmm. He balances work and home. You know, he's okay with somebody who has a 14-year-old daughter. All those things. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they may not know somebody in their own sphere, but that's what networking is about. It's about people who know people who know people. And this is where people really don't, they don't do this. This is like, it's sort of a super ninja trick trick that I learned from another dating coach, Rachel Greenwald. And I just thought it was brilliant because Mm -hmm. the networkers out there love to make connections. And if they know specifically what you need, they'll be better at fixing you up with somebody. So that's your first homework what assignment a, is find those three people. Sit what down. a great idea. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think of my friend who's always trying, every time she sees me, no matter where, she's like, hey, that guy's single. Hey, that guy's single, blah, blah, blah. Now, this would be better because then maybe we could talk about something else and I could give her my boundaries <laughs> or my rules or what I like. Yes. So you appreciate first. I really appreciate that you always think of me and are always trying to set me up. And here's the thing, that if it's just a random setup, it's, I'm just going to get burnt out if I meet all these men and go out with them because they're not going to be a good fit. But can I tell you what would work better for me? And then you go into your little spiel. Okay. Okay? And she'll probably love it because she's already trying to fix you up. So now you've mm-hmm. given her a formula. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I want. And you can even... Something I did once is I copied my online profile and I sent it out to like 20 people. And I said, here, here, here's oh, me. Oh. Online dating isn't working so well for me right now. And I know you know a lot of people and I'm hoping that maybe you know somebody I don't know. And so, you know, it's, okay. it's getting really creative with how you meet people. Okay. So since you're in a rural mm-hmm. area and you're not so close to a lot of people and your time is limited, you want to get strategic about how you find love. So that's, that's one way. Um, another okay. thing is to really maximize your online dating um, experience. And so you would want to have the best profile. Did you write your own profile essay? Yes, I did. Okay. So having a dating coach like me or somebody else look at your profile and tweak it, often what... Okay people do when they write their profiles is to write things that their friends may like, but that a man may completely be turned off from. And I'll give you an example from my own profile. Like when I first started this whole process, I was so used to proving my worth through the things that I accomplished that that's what I led with. I can do this mm. and I've done this and I'm and I can operate power tools and I you know, it's all this like really mm-hmm. masculine stuff and and then we're like, Great, but like that's cool. I don't really want to date her, but you know, maybe I'll hire her mm-hmm. to do some housework around that. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, you wanna be seen as that balance of who you are as a woman 
you know, with your accomplishments too, but you've got to lead with the feminine. Lead with your warmth. Mm -hmm. Lead with the character traits that you're interested in because you want to convey that you're a woman of value, that you have standards, and you want to have that in your profile. So I'd be happy to take a look um, and and talk to you about this offline because that's really key. And then even more important than that is your photos. And your photos convey so much because it's it's like landing on a website. Have you ever landed on a website where you get on and you're confused about what the person has to offer and you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is, and you bounce off, right? Right, right. So your your online profile is like a mini website, and it's your advertisement. And if you're not hooking a person within the first millisecond, and that means posting photos that are warm, posting photos that show you doing activities that you love, um, showing your full breadth of who you are, you know, not, not mm-hmm. the full everything, but like the, the things that you want a man to know, like if he's in a relationship with you, he's going to get these things. He's going to get a woman who's, you know, interested in, like, what's a hobby of yours or something that you love Sports. To do. I love sports. So I watch what's, sports. Give me, mm-hmm. you watch sports? Do you also participate in mm-hmm. sports? Okay, no. so maybe there's a picture of you school, wearing, what? I, I did when I was in high school, but, like, I love the Dallas Cowboys, so. <laughs> okay, so maybe it's you wearing a Cowboys jersey or something. Mm-hmm. You know, or Which goes perfectly in, in Kansas City Chief area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so that <laughs> shows some character and it stands out because if you look online, everybody's wearing black. If you look at all the women, mm-hmm. they're all wearing black, so they all fade into the background. You put on a red shirt mm-hmm. and you're like popped. You know, right then mm. you're, you're standing out. And so really what you want to do in online dating is you want to stand out from the crowd um, and make okay. somebody want to date you, you know. And then... You know, there's other stuff. Once this all, I mean, this is like a crash course in online dating, but it, it's just so important to maximize your presence in the world as a woman of value to get recognized for your value, not be just kind of bland, just really hiding parts of yourself because you want to fit in. It, it really is important to bring out the quirks, the things that make you you, that make you interesting. So, you know, if you're, if you're interested in a consult when we're done, I can definitely talk to you about what that might look like. And, sure. Um, but it, it's just once you do this, the attention you get is going to change. You're going to attract more people who are interested in, in earning you rather than you trying to earn them. You know what I mean? It's like a, mm-hmm. a flip of the switch. And they want to know what can they do to get you because you are so awesome. And not every man is going to love you because you don't want every man to love you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And the last thing that I want to say is like these guys who just, you know, get on and don't want to get off the talking part, that's also a way to show up as a woman of value by saying it's nice getting to know you, but the way I really get to know a man is by speaking to him on the phone. And then if we like each other, going on a date. You know, if you're interested, I'd be happy to share my number. So you've okay. got to take control where you can. You know, I know you're not a passive person because, number one, you showed up for this call. You volunteered to be oh, coached no, I'm in not public. A 
sure. And you've taken control in every other area of your life. And so I encourage you to take back your control, not as a controlling person, but to control the things you can in the dating process and then let a man choose you. So you get to choose, you know, how you show up and, and then he sees the value and makes the next move. Does that make sense? Yes, wonderful, yes. Okay, I've so, so you much. have some homework. Oh, good. I do. So tell me your biggest takeaways today. Well, I'm going to send my pro- – once I get a profile, I'm going to send it to some friends, or I'm going to meet with coffee with the people that always try to set me up with somebody and tell me everybody's single and tell them what I'm looking for. And the – and then get my profile, you know, maybe get back on some sites that are maybe, you know, investigate the sites, which ones would be better rather than just the, the standard ones. And, um, you know, which one might have some more men from this area in it and men of value, you know, not that I don't, I, I guess, you know, anyway, I'll go on. Um, and then uh, let's see. Mm, what did we say? Oh, and then my profile gets some pictures that really stand out. And um, just that sounds like a lot right there, but I think it, it sounds yeah. great. You got a plan. Um, I've got a so plan. Hey, you can before this, I would yeah. tell you I was never going to date online again. So, Yeah, look at that. So you really yeah. embrace this. And, mm-hmm. um, and once you have a plan, you can put it into action, and then you don't feel stuck and you don't feel like, Love only happens to people in in big cities who have grown children. You know, it's a lot of beliefs that we have that love only happens to certain people other than us. And so now you know there are things that you didn't yet know and that you're now going to put into practice. And this goes for all of our listeners, too. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. So will you stay in touch and let me know? Oh, I will. Yes, yes. Oh, perfect. It's been fabulous. Well, thank thank you. you. Oh, thank you, Christina. Good luck with your uh, with your online dating as a woman of value. And I know that, that the right man is out there. You just got to put yourself out there to, to let him find you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm well, smiling again. because I, I feel a million times better. You know, I feel like, oh, there's, uh, there yeah. is hope. <laughs> there's definitely hope. And where there's hope, there's there's a plan. And, and that's that's right. So important. Um, so yay. Thank I'm you. so happy. And thanks again. And thanks everybody for listening in today. And if you like Last First Date Radio, please subscribe to our show, rate and review it wherever you listen to our show on Stitcher or iTunes or TuneIn or Block Talk Radio or wherever you are. We're on pretty much every platform, Google Play. Uh, give us a rating and a review and help spread the word even further so that our show continues to grow and reach more people. And I hope that you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.